Okay, for those who are new to the podcast, my name is Morgan Harper. I'm VP of Knowledge Management at LISC, and I'm joined today, like every day, by Maurice Jones, CEO of LISC. Hi, Maurice. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Nice to be with you. So our topic today is disaster recovery. It's been a pretty rough few months in the U.S., battered by lots of different natural disasters in Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico. Now we have the, the fires happening in California. So what do you see as LISC's role when these types of disasters hit? And what, how do we help in the recovery? Yep. Well, first, I would just say that uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody who's been adversely impacted in any way, shape, or form by the disasters that you outlined, including I was just out in San Diego, and uh, in addition to the fires that are raging in California, there is a hepatitis epidemic that is going through the homeless population out there. So, you know, I would just say to start with that our thoughts and prayers are with uh, folks who are being uh, adversely impacted by the events that are going on. With respect to our uh, roles, our roles will depend on the demands of the markets that we're working in. Uh, the demands in Houston will be different from the demands in Jacksonville, will be different from the demands in uh, Puerto Rico. Um, but we tend to focus on helping people recover um, and helping to assist those who are bringing back real estate, whether that real estate is uh, housing or whether it's uh, in the commercial space. Those are the areas that we tend to focus on. Those would be the areas where I would see us adding value with respect to all the places that uh, you just mentioned. And um, I will would tell you that the the headline is that the rebuilding and the resiliency efforts will be years, mm-hmm. uh, years in the in the making and years in the undertaking. And um, the the point for us is that we will be there for the duration. And we made an announcement, in fact, about a hundred million dollar <coughs> fund to help in the recovery. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yep. How did that come about? What does it mean? So we announced that the family of LISC, that is Core LISC, that's New Markets, that's NEF, uh, committed to a $100 million investment in the recovery efforts in the Houston and in the rural parts of Texas and the Gulf that were impacted um, by the hurricane there. Again, I think... What I would see as the work with that $100 million is capacity building for groups that are on the ground, probably more investment in our financial opportunity centers that are helping individuals recover and individuals uh, access benefits that they will need to actually do, do work. I also see... Um, the recovery efforts there are that $100 million also being part of what we do around uh, 
jobs like helping folks remediate mold that may be in either commercial or residential spaces, Mm -hmm. helping folks to rebuild or build a new multifamily, helping folks with the jobs that will be needed with respect to repairing single-family homes. And then the last area uh, I would see is all of the above with respect to commercial spaces. Actually, let me add one thing. Contractors are at the tip of the spear when it comes to the work of recovery and resilience. Uh, I would see that $100 million as part of a fund that we would use to make sure that contractors have the capacity that they need to do the work. So the workforce or the the trained workforce that is able to implement some of these projects? Well, what I mean by that are the folks who are going to actually do the repairs, who are going to actually do the building, the actual small business contractors. Okay. Uh, who, in some cases, have also suffered pretty serious harm as a result uh, of the of the flooding, for example, they will need to rebuild in order to be in the building space. Right. I see us uh, helping them as well. well right, because there's always a lot of attention, and rightly so, and a lot of the media coverage is about individual homeowners and <coughs> yep. the impact on neighborhoods, yep. but... What you're saying is there's also this impact on the commercial side yes. to support the so, recovery. Yeah, and where we will probably play uh, the biggest role there is in bridge financing. So there, there is financing that ultimately comes to small businesses. It just takes so long to get there. In the interim, an organization like ours with Feet on the Street, with partners there, with a lending capacity to do 300 plus million a year can provide bridge loans for small businesses that are both repairing their uh, commercial space, but they're also basically getting back up to speed or getting back in business. Got it. Um, Yeah, I could see uh, us playing a role there. So there is definitely, and you see most of the focus uh, particularly in the media, tends to be on the housing piece that, right. and the housing work that needs to be done, which we are definitely a piece of, no question about it. But there's also uh, the small business work that needs to be done, which we also will be a part of. Another theme that you, we touched on in the, the announcement about the fund was this idea of resilient and inclusive recovery. So could you talk a little bit about what that means to you and, and LISC as an organization, what our, our goals are there? Yeah, and there it's you know making sure that uh, neighborhoods, all neighborhoods that have been adversely impacted are also receiving investments that are contributing to rebuilding to recovery. We focus on those neighborhoods which tend to have the least aggregation of assets, right? Mm -hmm. We tend to focus on those places where the recovery comes late or later than other places. That's our actual absolute focus. And so... Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to be working with neighborhood-based organizations in these 
probably, in most cases, hardest-hit neighborhoods because they were already the most stressed before the storms. We're going to be working with neighborhood-based organizations in those neighborhoods to make sure that they're receiving both our assistance and assistance that we can leverage to right. bring to bear for uh, their recoveries. In addition to the, the neighborhood-based organizations, do these types of recovery efforts in, uh, require us to engage new partners? Is it a, a similar set of partners that we're usually working with in, in all of our, our uh, projects? We are always engaging new partners, and we're always trying to bring new partners into the work. You know, I think the the additional new partners here would be the FEMAs of the world, the Red Crosses of the world, the International Rescue Committees of the world. We would we would probably also be working more with state and local government uh, than we have in the past. Though we've worked with all of these, right? Um, so these are not new partners. Um, you should think of it as uh, it's a season, and the season of rebuilding and resiliency brings additional partners or repeat partners back to the work. Got it. Now, unfortunately, uh, the country is seeing storms, epic storms and hurricanes and tornadoes and natural disasters now so frequently year after year that the Red Cross is becoming more of a common partner than perhaps a decade ago. Okay. And, and so what's, what's next? We, we had the announcement, you're talking about the engagement of various stakeholders. Where, what do the next couple months look like in this, in this effort? So the, you have to make sure that we have the data that we need to actually figure out where we can add value. And so when it comes to what's next, it's continuing to become smart about what damage has been occurred, what makes sense with respect to the programs to design to help folks recover uh, and to help build in resiliency what capital resources are available in addition to ours, what partners we can work with. So it's, it's all the smart work, mm -hmm. right? Um, and in addition to that, we will begin to make uh, what are initially modest investments in the capacities of these neighborhood-based groups to work with, in particular, the people uh, that need help accessing assistance and just figuring out where they can go and to whom they can turn for assistance with mold in the home or assistance with there will be job opportunities that that stem from the work to be done to recover well our FOCs can be on the front lines of getting people prepared for those jobs mm -hmm. Uh, so those are the next things that I would anticipate you're seeing, particularly in the Houston and the Texas area uh, and in the Jacksonville area. Places like Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands where we have uh, a rural presence in Puerto Rico and some investments there. In the Virgin Islands, I think we also have um, some tax credit investments there, 
will be looking for partners, particularly in the rural parts of the country, to work on probably infrastructure issues. Um, infrastructure meaning making sure that water systems and sewer systems and uh, systems like that that have been damaged, that we help our partners um, get those systems back online. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Maurice, and a special thank you to all of our LISC team members who helped prepare us for this conversation and who are doing the heavy lifting of these recovery efforts that we're talking about in Houston, Jacksonville, and our rural teams and, and here at National as well. So thanks so much. Thank you. See you next time. Next time.